This is More Than Conquerors with your Bible teacher, Pastor Ray Hegestilianos. As a teaching pastor for almost 30 years, Pastor Ray's heart and vision is simply to build up God's army, enabling them to stand strong in their faith. As the senior pastor at Living Word Christian Church in White Plains, New York, Pastor Ray will challenge you today to begin your walk in integrity and victory, forever changing your life as transformed by the power of God. More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. As Jesus was preparing to return to the Father, He promised His followers that He would not leave them as orphans, but rather send them a helper from heaven. This comforter we call the Holy Spirit. As the third person of the Holy Trinity, His function and spiritual role on this earth is often incorrectly taught. But in His series, This is the Holy Spirit, Pastor Ray takes on the spiritual challenge of explaining the very character and holy nature of this most often misunderstood deity. Living in us, yet one with the Father and the Son, His promise is never to leave us as He ministers personally to all who accept Him as their master teacher, lover of pure truth, righteous judge, and loving counselor. Although some may sometimes become desensitized to His voice, He will miraculously change the very destiny of all who seek Him and allow Him to work in their lives. So, Pastor encourages us to ask, how can the Holy Spirit help me today? So we're going to start today reading in uh, chapter 14, and we'll start at uh, verse 15. And Jesus said, if you love me, keep my commandments. Boy, I can preach on that for a while. You see, we can't just say that we love Jesus. I mean, we do. You say you love Jesus, but Jesus said, my, you know, actually, my father was actually, my father wasn't a godly man, you know. He, he didn't really go to church. He didn't really, you know, I think he, he believed in, in his last moment of life, he gave his heart to the Lord. Uh, but he wasn't, he wasn't a believing man. But he, he, he actually was preaching the word to me. He didn't realize it. But he used to say this all the time. He said, don't just tell me that you love me. Prove it to me. Show me that you love me. In other words, obey what I say, do what I say, be the, the son that I've uh, you know, raised you up to be. So Jesus says here, he says, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And, and I want to say it this way. If you, if you love him, you'll keep your, his commandments. And what he wants you to know, what he wants all of us to know, is that his commandments come with benefits. Amen. You obey his commandments, and you have a benefit that's attached. How many of you are into benefits? I'm into benefits, man. I want all the benefits I can get. Right? Well, obeying and serving Jesus and obeying His Word and living His Word brings forth benefits in your life. It will never cost you to obey God. Can I say this? Can I tell you this? Tell you the truth? Obeying the Word of God will never cost you. It may seem like it costs you. It may seem at the moment like you're giving something up. But what you don't know, what you haven't come to experience yet, if you haven't experienced it, what you haven't come to know is that anything that you give or do for God, God has a benefit attached that will come back into your life a whole lot more times and a whole lot more than what you have released to him. That's not part of my message today, but I won't charge you for it. All right. So this we say, if you love me, you'll keep my commandments and I will pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him For he dwells with you and will be in you. 
I will not leave you orphans, I will come to you. So Jesus is really encouraging his disciples at this point because he's about ready to go through the crucifixion and, you know, and then ultimately the resurrection from the dead and then ascension into heaven. He's about ready to complete his mission on, on earth. And he's telling his disciples, he's saying, listen, he says, I'm going to go away, but the Father is going to send you another comforter or another helper. Helper. I want you to focus in on that word helper. I'm going, he's coming, another helper. Not, not a different helper, not a, a helper of a different kind, a helper of the same kind, the same thing as Jesus. You know, see, when Jesus walked this earth, he could only minister to one per- or help one person at a time or one group of people at a time. He's saying, now I'm going to go away and the helper is going to come with you to be with you and live in you and be with you forever. So now the Holy Spirit comes to indwell us, which really the Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. You understand that, right? The Holy Spirit is the Spirit of Christ. And he comes to dwell in us and to live with us. And his primary help, his primary work, rather, his primary work in the earth, the primary reason why he came, the primary reason why the Father sent the Holy Spirit overall is for this one purpose, to help the believers. To help you and, and me in this life as we're walking through this life, through the difficulties, through the hard times, through the hard decisions we have to make, through the difficult places maybe we find ourselves, the Holy Spirit is here to help us. He said, I'm not going to leave you as an orphan. I'm going to come to you. I'm coming back in a different way. I'm sending the Holy Spirit. See, you have to get back, and we can get into a whole lot of discussion about this, and I don't really want to go there, but the Father, God is a tripart being. That means three parts. Father, Son, Holy Spirit. Even though he's three distinctly different parts or three distinctly different persons, he is all one. Right? So Jesus says, my, my, my work is done. I've come in the flesh. I've lived among you. I'm leaving. Now the Father is sending the Holy Spirit who will come. He, he actually referred to him as a helper. As a helper. Let me give you a definition. I think I gave this the last time, but refresher. This is what helper means. It comes from the Greek word parakletos or parakletos. And it says, one called to the side of another to help in any way possible. He's also, it's also referred to as a friend, or he is a friend called to help a person who is troubled, distressed, or confused. So you see, the Holy Spirit is here to help us in all of these difficulties of life, the challenges that you may face. Everything I am and everything that I've accomplished in my life to date has been only by and through the help of the Holy Spirit in my life. Everything that's happened in my life has been the work of the Holy Spirit. He taught me how to be a pastor. He taught me how to, he taught me the word of God. You know, I mean, yes, there were, there were teachers that God, you know, that I've been connected with, like, you know, Apostle Price and those men of God, women of God who teach the word and impart the word. But overall, it was the Holy Spirit. Because a teacher, and we'll talk about that, because one, one of the jobs that the Holy Spirit does or one of the ministries of the Holy Spirit is to teach us. So a teacher will teach, but the Holy Spirit is the one who takes what's been taught and makes it revelation to you, makes it understandable to you. See that? So that's the work of my job is to just give you the word. It's the Holy Spirit's job to drive it home and make it real to you and make it a reality or make it rhema, make it life giving to you. So the Holy Spirit, you know, He is our helper. He's here to help us. God has not left us helpless in this world. God has not left us. Some of you are moaning, groaning because you have nobody to help you. Nobody. Well, you have the greatest available help that a human being could ever ask for. You have God himself that dwells in you. Notice, he said he dwells in you. He didn't say he's going to be just with you. He didn't say he's going to be by you. He said he's coming to live in you. So let, let me explain that a little bit because people get this confused. You see, often we think the Holy Spirit lives in the church. 
The Holy Spirit doesn't live in this church. As a matter of fact, when you all leave, when we all go home, the Holy Spirit goes with us. There ain't nothing here but a building with four walls. Now, this building is set aside for a holy purpose. So in that sense, it is, it's something holy unto God. It's, it's set aside for a holy work. But the Holy Spirit doesn't live in a building. The Holy Spirit lives in the hearts of men. Now, we looked at that the last time we were together. And if you, didn't, you, know, you can go back and review that. We gave the verses. So the Holy Spirit, when we leave, he leaves. When we come together, the Holy Spirit is here. We say, well, the Holy Spirit is here. It's not like he just descended from heaven. He came once from heaven to dwell in the hearts of all men who would receive and accept Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. Do you remember when Jesus was crucified and he died and it said the, the earth shook and the rock split and it says that the, the curtain of the temple where they worship, the Jewish people worship, was rent in two or ripped in half. That's because in that place behind that curtain is where the only place that the Spirit dwelled on this earth. At that moment when Jesus died, that curtain was ripped open, signifying that the Holy Spirit was now released into this, into this earth and into this world. Then no longer would he be contained in a place that was made by human hands. But now he was coming into the hearts of men. You see. So when we say, you know, well, let's get together and let's worship and, and pray that the Holy Spirit shows up. No. The minute you walked in the door, the Holy Spirit showed up because wherever you go, the Holy Spirit goes with you because the Bible says that you are the temple of the Holy Spirit. He doesn't live in a building. He doesn't live in a building. This is just a building. That's all it is. He lives inside of every believer, every person who has given their heart to Jesus Christ. He's born again. The Holy Spirit lives in you. So, but his primary purpose is to help us. We have the greatest help available to us. Everything I've done, everything I've accomplished, everywhere I've been, uh, you know, every success I've had in life has been the help of the Holy Spirit directing me and guiding me every step of the way. And I'm grateful for it because when you learn, when you become sensitive to the Holy Spirit, when you learn to listen to the Holy Spirit, he will, he will help you. See, one of the reasons why the Holy Spirit can't help is because there's two reasons. Either a person does not, is not born again and does not have the Holy Spirit, so that person can't, can't receive help from the Holy Spirit because he hasn't given his life to Jesus yet. But the other person is a Christian, is a believer, who just has become so desensitized to the Holy Spirit that he can't even, you know, he doesn't even hear his voice. He, he's not even being led anymore. He can't, can't sense the presence or the leading or the direction of the Holy Spirit and that, that's a believer who's very carnal and, and lives carnally in this world and is very much tied up in this world. That person, you know, as much as the Holy Spirit wants to help, he can't because that person is very tied up in worldly things. So that's why it's so important for us to live so close to God, to the Holy Spirit. To walk conscious every day of his presence in our life. To, to, to slow our lives down sometimes and to just hone in and tune in and listen to his voice and listen to his directions and listen to his leadings. Along the way, you know, uh, there are lots of, uh, lots of snafus and booby traps that the Holy Spirit has helped me to avoid, you know. Uh, and I, I, I'd say, I was saying this and I wanted to, again, clarify because I said something last night. I said, you know, in all these years that I've walked with the Lord, I've never made a mistake. I said that last night and I, and I don't mean that. Of course I've made mistakes. We all make mistakes. We're humans, right? We're not perfect. But what I was trying to say is that Learning to follow the Holy Spirit's direction and his leading, I have been very fortunate to not make any life-altering, life-changing, or, or future-destroying decisions in my life or mistakes in my life that could have hurt me and hurt my future um, in, in, a, in a very great way. 
It's been the Holy Spirit. I recently had something, not recently, but over a couple, a couple of years ago, I was going to make this very large purchase. I was going to buy something and I was going to lay a lot of money into it. And, and I was thinking about it. And it, it looked so good. And I thought, you know, everything about it sounded right. And, you know, every time I thought about it, it sounded good. But I, I just didn't have peace about it. It, made, it. it looked good on the natural side. But there was something on the inside that just was saying, don't do it. And as much as I was trying to convince myself to do this and kept persisting in it, it, it like none of you have ever done this, right? There was just something on the inside that was telling me no. Now, fortunately, I obeyed that voice and I didn't do it. And all these years later, now something else has come up recently in my situation, in my finances and so on and so forth that's going to give me the opportunity to do something even better that will help me much better in my future and so on and so forth. And had I done that back then, it would have compromised the opportunity that I am afforded right now at this particular moment. So for that, I say thank you, Holy Spirit, because it was that, that little check, yes. that little discomfort, that little you know, red light that may have been flashing on the inside that halted me and stopped me from proceeding in what I thought I wanted to do. So the Holy Spirit will help you uh, for making disasters in your life. See, but part of the problem is that a lot of times Christians, we just go ahead with it. We just like, you know, make, we make up our mind. And we don't, we don't ask and invite the Holy Spirit to give us counsel or to give us direction. And then sometimes, you know, the Holy Spirit so much wants to get to you. Now listen, because this might blow your wig off this morning. But sometimes, sometimes the Holy Spirit so much wants to give you direction that he will send, he will send a mature believer into your life or a man of God, or your pastor, or somebody, to try to get truth to you, but you still won't listen, and you end up making disastrous mistakes in your life because you did not, you resisted the counsel of the Holy Spirit. I don't believe any of us should make devastating, uh, should ever make a devastating decision or de devastating move in our life that would cost us financially and cost us other things in our life. God did not create you to fail. Let me say it again, because you all didn't get it. I said, God did not create you to fail. Can I tell you something else? God did not create you to merely get by. God did not create you to be in the red every month. God created you to prosper, to succeed, and to do well in all things in this life. Now, God loves us so much and wants to get us to that place of success, prosperity, advancement, increase in our life. And I'm not only talking about money. I'm talking about every area of your life. He so much loves us and so much wants to do that, that he sent the Holy Spirit to guide us and to help us and to be our helper and to be by our side. Every day you can count on the Holy Spirit to help you in anything that you may be facing in your life. Any decision, any direction, anything that you might need, the Holy Spirit has the wisdom See, because God already knows. He already knows. So the Holy Spirit's primary function, his primary job, his primary ministry in the life of a believer is to help the believer. Now, I don't know about you, that gets me very excited. I don't know about where you are, but that gets me really excited. Because that means that I am, as Jesus said, I'm not left alone in this world. I'm not left here by myself to figure this out. I'm not left here to just walk through this life, you know, hoping that I'm going to end up in the right place. 
I've got the help of the Holy Spirit who will guide me, help me, direct me every single day of my life. And if I learn as a believer, if I learn to be in tune to his voice and in tune to his promptings and listen and obey what I believe God is leading me to do, then I will glide through this life. Doesn't mean you're never going to have a difficulty. But even when you hit a difficulty, the Holy Spirit will navigate you right out of it just like that. Because that is his primary function, to help the believer, to help us get, get along. So we've got to talk about the Holy Spirit. Right? So let's read down because there are lots of things to say here. He says, and he said, I'll pray the Father and he will give you another helper, the Holy Spirit, that he may abide with you forever. See, the Holy Spirit's never going to leave you. He's going to be with you. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that you've been sealed by the Holy Spirit with the Holy Spirit. So in other words, let me tell you what. The Holy Spirit in you is watertight. He doesn't, he doesn't drip out or leak out. Some, some people often say, you know, they have this, um, you've heard people say, can a, can a Christian be possessed by a, by a devil, by a demon spirit? Absolutely not. Do you think the Holy Spirit is going to share room in your heart in the temple uh, that he possesses within you? Is he going to share room with a demonic spirit? Where, what, what planet are you from? Now, demon spirits will follow you around if you attract them to yourself by getting involved in sinful activity. They'll harass you. They'll tempt you. They'll, they'll, you know, they'll nudge you along. They'll try to get you to fall into sin or try to, try to get you to disobey God. But possess you? Ain't no way. You are sealed by the Holy Spirit. The ho He's watertight in you. He doesn't leak out. And you can go to the bank with that. So he says, he says, I pray the Father and he will give you another helper that he may abide with you forever. And he says, the spirit of the truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him nor knows him, but you know him, for he dwells with you and will be in you, and I will not leave you in orphans. So, very simply, he says that, he says, the world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. The world cannot receive the Holy Spirit. Why? Because they are spiritually dead. The only way you can perceive the Holy Spirit or recognize the Holy Spirit is you have to be spiritually alive. So, when you become born again, you become in tune, connected to the Holy Spirit because He lives within you. Only those who are born again can recognize, perceive, and be uh, in tune to the workings and the leadings and the promptings and the direction of the Holy Spirit. How many of you here would, would agree with me that you know and you have felt, recognized, saw the work of the Holy Spirit in your life? See? Because you're born again. Because your eyes have been opened to spiritual truth. You, 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 you're, you're a new creation. God come to live in you in the presence of the Holy Spirit. Now you can, you can discern him. You know. You can't see him. You can't touch him. You don't see. see? So, but we know that he lives and he's, he's there and available to us. Like I said, I rely on him every day. I need the Holy Spirit's work in my life every day. I'm dealing with all kinds of things every day. All kinds of people, problems, people, issues. You know, all kinds of stuff. Challenges. I, I, I ask the Holy Spirit, help me, give me direction, show me what to do. And then sometimes I don't hear anything. People freak out when they don't hear anything. You know, you know when you don't hear anything, you know what that means? You, you heard the Holy Spirit. If you didn't hear anything, you know what that means? Proceed forward. Just keep on going the way you've been going. Do nothing. Just keep on doing what you're doing. So don't freak out if you, if you, you pray and you say, well, you, know, you don't hear anything. Just keep on going because you're on the right track. If you have to make an adjustment or a change, the Holy Spirit's going to show you. He's going to help you. 
Is anybody getting anything out of this, right? I, 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 this, is, this is good stuff, I'm telling you. All right. So he said, I'll pray the Father who will give you another helper, be with you forever. The spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it neither sees him or knows him, uh, but he dwells in you. Now, here's an interesting thing because uh, there are some Christians that really can't perceive the Holy Spirit either because they become deadened to his work or they become too religious. Let me give you a verse. Right? Let, me, let me show you. Let me give you a verse. I love to give verses. Right? Let, me find, let me find my notes. and get, get, We're going to 1 Corinthians um, uh, let me get over here. Let's go to 1 Corinthians chapter 2. All right. Now, now notice this. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, and I want to go to four, uh, verse 14. It says, But the natural man does not receive the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to him, nor can he know them, because they are spiritually discerned. So, you know, there are two kinds of people, really. There, there's a non-believer that absolutely cannot be in tune to the Holy Spirit. But then there are Christians that are not really in tune to the leadings, the promptings, the work of the Holy Spirit. They become desensitized to the Holy Spirit. I'll give you an example. Um, a couple of weeks ago, we had our prayer time, you know, um, not our prayer time, our anointing service. A couple of, the first Sunday of, of the new year. And... Um, as I normally do when I'm on a prayer line, I pray in English and I also pray in the Spirit. I pray in tongues. Jesus said in the Word, He's, He's taught us in the Word. He said, These signs will follow them that believe. One of the signs is that they will speak with new tongues. Praise God. I'm a, new, I'm a believer. I believe the New Testament. I'm following Jesus and I speak in tongues. So I got an email from somebody, and I don't know if the person's still here in the church and I don't. Don't know who it is, but they say, I thought I finally found a good church when I found Living Word, and I came on this Sunday morning to hear Pastor up there screaming, or not screaming, but talking in an unintelligible language tongue, and how ridiculous, this is unscriptural, it's of the devil. <laughs> and I thought to myself, dear Jesus, do you know your word? You see what it was is that, you know, dear soul, and I'm not, I'm not. You know, I, I understand because people are just unenlightened. They're, they're not taught or they're, they're, they're taught wrongly. That comes from some sort of religious teaching that didn't see because somebody along the way went to the word and rejected that part of the word and said, now let's come up with a way, you know, let me come up with a way to, to, to tell people that this is, this is not of God. So it's of the devil because they take a few isolated scriptures and they twist them the wrong way. To make them say something, because they're not... See, if you're going to... Listen, if you're going to interpret the word, one of the very first things you've got to learn to do, very simple, I'll give you a Bible lesson here, apart from what we're learning today. You have to interpret the word with the word. You've got to use the word in, in order to interpret, interpret the word. You can't just isolate something and build a doctrine on it. And that's where people who have rejected the baptism of the Holy Spirit and praying with other tongues have done. This is very much a New Testament experience. It's something that every believer ought to have. You ought to use it. It's powerful. It's meaningful. It has a purpose and a place in your life. God determined that. God wanted that. And you need to do that. Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray. If today's message was a blessing to you, ask for your free CD of the broadcast for a gift of any amount to help support this radio ministry. 
Just mail your request with your check to More Than Conquerors or MTC, P.O. Box 8187, White Plains, New York, 10602. Be sure to include the date of the message you're requesting. If ordering a complete Bible study series, a minimum love offering of $20 is appreciated. Identify the series and include the word series in your order. If you missed any of the hundreds of inspiring, life-changing Bible study messages of encouragement taught by Pastor Ray on this More Than Conquerors radio station, such as those on salvation, healing, miracles, faith, forgiveness, and many more, podcast downloads of all these programs are yours free of charge by simply going to PastorRayNY.com or WMCA.com and clicking on Podcasts. That's podcasts at either PastorRayNY.com ny.com or wmca.com thank you for listening to and supporting this ministry of god-centered lessons of integrity and victory from the word of god and being ever mindful that as life's challenges come god's word is truth and will always impact our lives in a positive way in making us more than conquerors